Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to What's New. We move on today to the opening 12 verses of Acts chapter 25. This chapter deals with Paul's appearance before Governor Festus and King Agrippa. On our previous study, taken from the closing verses of chapter 24, we saw that Governor Felix refused to release Paul from prison. Luke tells us that for the remaining two years of his rule, he kept Paul in chains because he wanted to gain favor with the Jews. Now we move on to chapter 25, and Luke writes, Three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem, where the chief priests and other Jewish leaders got hold of him and gave him their story about Paul. They begged him to bring Paul to Jerusalem at once. Their plan was to waylay and kill him. But Festus replied that since Paul was in Caesarea and he himself was returning there soon, those with authority in this affair should return with him for the trial. Eight to ten days later, he returned to Caesarea and the following day opened Paul's trial. On Paul's arrival in court, the Jews from Jerusalem gathered around, hurling many serious accusations which they couldn't prove. Paul denied the charges. I am not guilty, he said. I have not opposed the Jewish laws or desecrated the temple or rebelled against the Roman government. Then Festus, anxious to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me? But Paul replied, No. I demand my privilege of a hearing before the emperor himself. You know very well I am not guilty. If I have done something worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I am innocent, neither you nor anyone else has the right to turn me over to these men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Festus conferred with his advisers and then replied, Very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you shall go. Oh, come into the king's chambers and worship before his throne. Oh, come into the king's chambers and his glory shall be And magnify his name. Oh, come into the king's chambers, you will never be the same. You will Now on today's study, we will first finish our look at the record of Governor Felix and then begin looking at his replacement, Portius Festus. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. 
Felix, the governor of Judea from A.D. 52 to 58 or 59, listened to Paul when he spoke about faith in Jesus Christ, about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come. At one point he trembled with fear and said, That's enough for now, you may leave. When I find it convenient, I'll send for you. Felix, an ungodly evil man, heard the gospel and shook. He trembled with fear. He put off believing in Christ and receiving him. He didn't respond when the Spirit spoke to him, and he slipped into his old sins of avarice and greed. Evidently, the old sins came with renewed power to plague him again. He hoped Paul would give him a bribe. He saw money. Every event in his life was viewed with a monetary motive. Money had its hold on him. He met with Paul frequently and talked with him, but he remained unmoved. He became hardened to the gospel and to Christ. Listening to truth, being continually exposed to it, hardened his heart to it. He could listen and remain untouched. It's like listening to the pastor Sunday after Sunday and remain unmoved. That's a terrible place to be. Felix's fear gave way to insensitivity. Then spiritual death is near. I am told that freezing to death is not unpleasant. At first it hurts to be cold, but once the flesh is frozen there is no more pain. Finally an overpowering sleep comes over you and you just fall asleep. Death is then very near. So it is with the gospel. A person who will not allow himself to be touched by the gospel, who continually rejects it, will become unmoved by it, and spiritual death is then very near. It doesn't have to be that way. It's hard to imagine that this man Felix, who was so moved with fear, could become so calloused as to ask to meet with Paul frequently, hoping that he would get a bribe. That went on for two years. Truth that once shook him up now left him unmoved. As I mentioned a few days ago, Felix was called to Rome to answer to charges of misrule. Hostilities broke out between Jews and Greeks in his capital city of Caesarea. The Jews outnumbered the Greeks and therefore wanted to be favored. Furthermore, they claimed more wealth, and one of their own, Herod, a Jew, had rebuilt that city. But the Greeks, who were supported by the military, claimed that the city was always intended to be a Gentile one. Felix's way of settling the dispute was to engage the Syrian troops under his command and militarily attack the Jews. Many were killed, some were taken prisoners, and much of their wealth was confiscated. A group of Jews made a journey to Rome to complain to Emperor Nero, who promptly called Felix to come to Rome and answer the charges. He came. The evidence spoke loudly and conclusively against him. He would have been severely punished had not his brother Pallas interceded on his behalf before Nero. What happened to Felix after that isn't known. He trembled before God once, but his greed and deviant lifestyle got the upper hand, and he lost out. Felix was replaced by Portius Festus in A.D. 60. Paul was still incarcerated in Herod's palace in Caesarea.
Not only did Festus inherit the situation with Paul, but the situation in all of Judea was explosive. Anarchy was deepening. Felix left the land in extreme peril. Anyone with any insight into current affairs could have predicted the coming rebellion which culminated in the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70 by the forces of Titus. No doubt Paul himself saw the peril the land was in. Festus stepped into this situation. Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They urgently requested Festus as a favor to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held in Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me and press charges against the man there, if he has done anything wrong. After spending eight or ten days with him, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul appeared, the Jews who had come from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have done nothing wrong regarding the Jews, as you yourself very well know. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. After Felix, Festus was a welcome relief to the Jews. Unfortunately, his rule was brief. He died in A.D. 60. 2. When he arrived in Caesarea in A.D. 60, he immediately tried to acquaint himself with the situation. After only three days in office, he traveled the 65 miles to Jerusalem to meet with the leaders of the Jews. The Jews still wanted Paul dead. Their hatred had not abated in the two years since Ananias the high priest and Tertullus the lawyer accused Paul before Felix. Paul learned that evil does not give up easily. Satan's avowed purpose is to destroy Christ and any witness to Christ. That has been the history of the church from its inception. Sinful man wanted Christ dead, and they wanted Paul dead. They would go to any lengths, to accomplish that deed. That's the nature of sin and the nature of Satan, to destroy what is godly. Jesus expected that. Paul did. And so should we. An ungodly world cannot and will not tolerate a godly person, a godly idea or a godly practice, or a truly godly church. More about another devious attempt at Paul's life tomorrow.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.